Every algorithm update is recoverable. Let us show you how we do it. Hi, I'm Jared Krause, host of the Buying Online Businesses podcast. And today I'm speaking with Rad Pluzjak, who is a web developer and software architect with 20 years experience. He has been a technical mastermind in the SEO industry since 2010, and now he heads up the Buying Online Businesses SEO team with another partner, Rafael. Rad specializations include international and technical SEO, machine learning, understanding uh, machine learning, as well as looking at SEO from a business and management's perspective. Now, in this podcast episode, Rad and I talk about how we helped a client increase their revenue by 373% and increase their organic traffic by 55%, which is absolutely awesome. We talk about what went into the uh, SEO order that we did, why this, why and how this site was disrupted by an SEO attack nine days after they purchased the business, the Google penalties that it went through, five different Google penalties over a period of three months, 90 days, and how we actually ordered the site, found out all of these things, the tools that we used to audit the site, to gather all this information, all this data, and how we compacted that and changed that into a growth strategy. So we fixed out, we, we talk about in this podcast, some of the technical SEO things that we revised, worked on and fixed, and then um, what our growth plan was. And we added things like another version of the site in another language and how that increased traffic right away, actually in fact faster than we expected. We also talk about how we added monetization to the site to increase revenue. And then we talk about the results and the traffic increase towards the end of the show as well. Uh, now, there's so much in this, uh, and I give you a bit of a brief when we start the podcast episode about how to get more information and more value from this. And this is based on a blog post, and you should be watching this via YouTube or via video somewhere if you can on our website. Uh, so yeah, let's dive in. This is such a valuable episode. Have you been lied to about how to increase organic traffic and grow your website? I too used to think that all you needed to do is add more content and gain backlinks. But this just doesn't work. More content and more links alone is not the answer. Nor do you need to butcher your website with generic SEO changes you picked up on some crummy online tutorial leaving with a Frankenstein website that's slow and clunky. And because I got sick of seeing great people with great websites struggle to grow them, I decided to do something about it. I created an SEO service, which is not just about publishing content and getting links. Sure, we offer that. But first, we give you quick wins, which are SEO tweaks we can make to your website that actually boost your rankings. And then we lay out a killer SEO strategy to acquire more traffic and revenue that outranks your competitors with less content and less links. We've thoroughly tested this service on many websites before launching it and have achieved incredible results, which you'll see on our landing page I'm about to share with you. Now you can finally buy a business and give it to us to grow it for you. To check out our SEO service, head to buyingonlinebusinesses.com forward slash SEO hyphen services and book a call to chat with us to see what is the best growth strategy for you and your website. That's buyingonlinebusinesses.com forward slash SEO services and the link will be in the description too. Rad, welcome back to the pod. Hello, Jared. How are you? 
Good to be back. I'm good, thank you. And yourself? <laughs> yeah, good, good. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, guys, we've got a lot to get through on this podcast because it's a fantastic case study. Uh, how to preface this, I guess, is um, we had a client buy a great business. Obviously, there were some challenges and risks involved with it. We conveyed that there were those risks involved and they were happy to purchase it. These are the things that they'd need to work on to get the business um, going good. It did have some seasonality to it and the traffic was declining through seasonality and we didn't know how it would behave at the bottom of the season. Uh, and something not so great happened. Uh, there was a algorithm update and we needed to jump in and recover it pretty fast. Uh, and we did so, right, Rad? Like, got you guys on board. Um, as you guys know, if you haven't seen, we've launched the, um, the Bob SEO service so people can basically buy the businesses. We've been doing this for many years, helping people buy businesses. And the next step is I've been helping people grow them with some one-on-one coaching. And I wanted to sort of scale that and help more people at scale. And uh, we started an SEO service so people can buy businesses and give their businesses to us to help them manage, run, and grow them for them. So, uh, and Rad has been heading up that with RAF. And uh, this is a really cool case study to share with you guys how how we've been able to do this with just one site that was hitting catastrophe, right, Rad? (laughs) Heading downwards for sure. Yeah, yeah, it definitely hit catastrophe. Uh, so where do you want to start with this? I know we've, guys, when you're listening through this, there is a blog post that um, we put out there, which is like a 27, it's basically a 27 minute read, but it's very dense. Rad has created another uh, case study as well prior to this, the SEO blueprint strategy that you should check out. They're both of those on the Bob website. So go away and check them out and there'll be links to those in the show notes. But if you go through this uh, this case study, which is actually called, the title of it is, uh, I think it's algorithm. Sorry, it's out from algorithm penalty to 373% revenue growth case study. That's the title of it. So look for, Look for the title from algorithm penalty to 373% revenue growth. Uh, you'll be able to click on that. Go through it whilst you're listening to this episode if you can. Or if you're listening in the car or somewhere where you can't you know, view things whilst you're doing what you're doing right now, refer back to this because we've got step-by-step procedures with it's basically a guide of what we've done and tools that you can use and screenshots and images that you can use um, as reference to help you grow your site. If you don't want us to, you know, do it for you, you can do it yourself with a lot of the stuff that we're sharing here. It's out of this world, valuable, um, rad. It's, it's really cool. So make sure you guys link to that. And we're going to be sharing a a few things on presentation. We're going to be sharing a few slides. Uh, So listen on in through the, uh, through and watch it through YouTube if you can, uh, or refer to the uh, the blog post. So, with that admin stuff covered, Rad, <laughs> let's. Uh, where do you want to start with this? Is there anything you want to pre-frame or mention? Um, well, I mean, first of all, that blog post, twenty-seven minutes sounds like a lot of reading, but it's like you said, it's so dense, <laughs> and there's I don't I don't know, it's 
probably like six or seven thousand words, something like that. It's 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 a book with a lot of images, a lot of stuff. Um, the whole blueprint, how how we really worked on this website. Um, so I've I've got a presentation which which I'm happy to present um, during during this recording. Um, however, the presentation is actually cut short, and and I'll tell you where exactly because uh, yeah, we wouldn't be able to to cover all of that um, here now. One thing I will definitely mention. I mean, at at, at least at the time of uh, recording this podcast, there's been a recent uh, al uh, core algo update in Google. Google's just released it um, recently, and they named it as they usually do um, with the name of the month when it's happening. So they named it um, August 2023 Core Algo Update. And um, usually with this Core Algo Updates, they affect different websites. I talk about a little bit um, of the actual ins and outs of Core Algo Update and why is it different of, from, from any other updates that are happening throughout the year. In the presentation, and obviously, in, in we're talking about this in the blog post. Um, but yeah, I think this this is going to bring a lot of value because if you were affected with that, I mean, I I'm hoping you can just take some of the recipes we're sharing and try to apply them there. And if if you can't or or are struggling with that, we're happy to help and and uh, help you. Um, help help guide you through it. Yeah, awesome. That's a really good thing to preface because this is this is going to be relevant for this update that just has happening in like previously just now in August. Uh, and then there's still so many things as the new updates do roll out. There's going to be so many things that are relevant for you guys that you can use for future updates as well or or changes to the algorithm. So. Yeah, let's let's get into the meat and potatoes, Rad, of this. <laughs> so let's get you sharing your screen, guys. While sh Rad sharing your screen, if you can view this on YouTube, be viewing on YouTube. <clears throat> and uh, where 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 do you want to start with this, Rad? Do you want to start with where the where the site was at? Um, yeah, I'll introduce a little bit about the site, then go through what we did, what happened, and then how we took it from there because we also had a growth plan other than just uh, a recovery plan that we made along the way. Um, just before I start, I think it's worth mentioning because, I don't know, I emphasized that Google's just released an, a CorelGo update and it might have sounded like what we're sharing here, it only applies to the ones in the past that happened. But since every single CorelGo update that is being released by Google is very similar in nature, which obviously I'm, I'm going into a little bit more detail um, in the presentation. Those recipes that we're sharing should be pretty universal, and you can you can use them any time uh, your website is affected by anything that happens in Google. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you're if you're happy with that, without further ado, I I can I yeah. can jump right into it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll hand the microphone over to you and I'll jump in intermittently to, you know, maybe debrief a few things for people to um, emphasize on. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. So um, speaking of the client, they have recently, back at uh, that time, purchased a website in home and garden niche. So like Jared, you mentioned, it's affected by some seasonality. Um, however, yeah, it, the seasonality wasn't wasn't the only thing that that happened here. Now, very interesting thing and very important at this stage was that the purchase date of that website was on the November the twentieth, which is basically the date when escrow released the funds to the previous owner, and therefore the website technically changed hands. Now, what happened was, and I have a little thing here. A few moments later. Hear it. <laughs> a few moments later. Um, so for those of you who are, aren't watching it, but just listening, I have a screenshot here from um, Ahrefs graph showing uh, mainly the number of referring domains. Um, and I put the line here exactly on the 21st of November, which is the next day after the escrow released the funds. A few days later, on the 29th, for example, the number of domains that this site was getting increased by over double overall. And there was like a huge spike of referring domains. Um, and this is pretty much something that first of all drew our attention, but we'll get to that. Um, in a second now yeah so over a nine day period uh, nine days after settlement basically um there was this 50 percent growth in referring domains which will break down shortly right yeah exactly so uh now overall the website looking at the period of time when it started losing traffic, which was towards the end of September, up until when roughly we started working on the site, which was mid or th uh, second part of December. Comparing that to the previous period of time, the website lost almost 40% of, tr of traffic user sessions. Um, and I've wow. got here yeah. uh, just not so... I'm, I'm not trying to, to put all the blame on the referring domains that just started kicking in in that nine-day uh, window after the site was purchased. So I've got a screenshot here also just showing that there was a decline, a visible decline over the whole period of time. So from um, end of September until mid-December or towards the end of December. Um, however, the highest drop was unfortunately around exactly after the settlement date, uh, which obviously, yeah, like when the referring domains, when the referring domains started, uh, when the when the increase in referring domains started, that was when it started to dramatically decrease in traffic, right? Yeah, and um, we got some earnings numbers um, from this website, so. Around September, at the best of, uh, best of our, our knowledge, website was earning around two thousand um, dollars, and then um, in December it was only just shy of nine hundred. So you have over the earnings slashed in over half, and then in January, which is basically when it hit rock bottom, was only six hundred sixty nine dollars. So, understandably. Um, understandably, the client was really worried and, and 
kind of freaking out about the investment because you're buying a website expecting much higher earnings and then something happens and boom everything it goes to to like one third of what it was um getting so understandably they were really worried about um the investment now the action plan <clears throat> the thing with seo is and a lot of seos will will say that every site is different so the strategy will be slightly different websites will have a different history different link profile things will essentially look different however what you end up doing is usually during the investigation analysis stage you have a process and usually you're performing similar things and when we approach pretty much any website being it a modest blog or huge e-commerce doesn't really matter we always started with um, an audit now how much resources on our side on our side go into the auditing that depends of obviously on the size of the website however this is like the main part that we start with because uh, i like to say how can you help a website without understanding it first so this is this is why we start with the audit because we need to understand it and the audit takes yeah and yeah, yeah sorry going yeah go on i'll just say let's 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 break down what goes into the audit which we're going to mm-hmm. do now cool. yeah so the audit usually um consists of technical analysis and in, in implementation google search console auditing keyword research this is part of a growth plan actually but um it's we need to look at the keywords and analyze them and look where we can take them um, link building, planning, strategizing, and then executing link building as well, uh, and the content plan. So these are the usual elements we look at, and I hope you you agree, Jared, that these are the elements that are pretty standard for for every website, and they cover all of those most important elements in SEO for for any website. Yeah, of course. The keyword research, understanding, like you got to do keyword research for a growth strategy and in the content plan. But through the audit, you obviously need to look at what keywords are doing what and where they're at and their positions and volume and keyword density and all that sort of stuff, right? So um, each, as as we go through, so we're glossing over things here and, and of what we have done. That's why we want you to refer back to the uh, the full article on the site and go through it in detail because that will be far more detailed than what we're covering here. But this is to just sort of showcase that like these are things that can be done and then you can go away and do each individual thing on your site alone um, and see it in more detail through that post. So yeah, yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, I think so also just for a slight clarification, we use a mental shortcut when we say SEO audit because if you think about it, audit usually results in a document or a spreadsheet or a presentation depending on the format from different agencies. In our case, it's a pretty hefty docu- document usually uh, that specifies issues on the website and then the auction plan. That's why That's why I can't stress enough that it's not just the audit because audit isn't really executing the strategy. Audit allows you to know the website. Mm. Then on, based on that, you're building the strategy. 
and then you're approaching the implementation. Obviously, with, without those three elements, if you only have audit and only strategy but no implementation, then nothing really reacts on the website because you haven't really done anything other than <laughs> analyzed everything properly, uh, right? Mm -hmm. uh, now, obviously, for yeah. this particular case, since we noticed pretty early um, on that we're actually dealing with some sort of penalty, we did penalty analysis and Obviously, like I mentioned, since we have this huge spike in links, we we performed analysis towards a potential negative SEO attack. Um, and then we we were also testing different approaches more towards Coral Go updates, which I'm also talking about um, in a second. And then, and this is going to sound like we staged these things one after the other, but pretty much everything was happening roughly at the same time or there was like a month difference between everything. Um, so we also, like I mentioned earlier, we had a uh, growth plan for this site because you can't really lose this, let's say, umbrella goal that is above all the other goals that is growing the website regardless whether you're under the penalty and your traffic is uh, temporarily down or you're just growing it and everything is is good and dandy you're you just need to have some sort of growth plan um and for this particular case we also looked at the monetization and i could sit here and talk about auditing and how we did the whole audit in detail um, but that would probably take us half a day <laughs> uh, because it, it is. And, and you can look at it through the, yeah, you can look at it through the post as well. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and yeah, auditing takes a little bit of time and is very mundane. So what I would like to do instead is to focus on leveraging the main things from the audit. So I'm mentioning most of the things we, we did However, I focus on, on a few that, that really gave us the leverage that we could execute it, execute it and implement it faster. Um, so with the SEO audit, our best tool, hands, uh, hands down, um, is Sidebulb. We use that crawler for most of the analyses uh, that we do. Uh, after we crawl the website, it gives you a nice, visually also appealing audit score and and everything is is, is nicely laid out there um, and I think I think you said that in the SEO blueprint article on your website and I think I think it's also mentioned in um, in this whole article of, of the case study that um, even if you're not that if your technical prowess is not that great if you did, run the audit with Sidebulb on your website, you can basically just export a PDF um, report from it, give it to a web developer, and web developer will already probably fix like a lot of these things. Um, and this is how, how yeah. great Sidebulb is. Um, now for the audit elements, in this particular case, we had looked at mainly or found duplicate content um, Im images with missing alt text. And now, I, I it makes me laugh about that a little bit because every, even the cheapest tool on the internet that does something similar to SEO auditing, 
most of the reports that you're getting from people who are only salespeople trying to get you to buy SEO from them, all of these reports will include something like, oh, your images are missing alt tags. And the thing is, we usually don't react to these things. However, as SEO's job, your main thing is to assess how severe the issue is versus how difficult it's to implement it versus the potential benefit. And in that case, when we are looking at images with missing alt text, you can imagine the website was in home and garden niche, pretty visual, a lot of equipment, a lot of guides need images. So if we looked at that and like only 10% of the images on the entire website, and that was over a thousand of them in total had alt text, then we actually assess that it's pretty important to do that. And um, actually through just fixing alt text and adding alt text um, on the images, uh, we gained some uh, tra some traffic through image search, that's, which was great. We also looked at page speed and core with vitals um, things, um, duplicate or multiple H1 multiple H1 tags, and missing this meta descriptions. Now for the last two, so H1 tags and missing meta descriptions or meta descriptions in general, I've uh, we found recently crawler called Horseman, and it's a very simple, very cheap tool that is just just simple crawler. You would think, but the beauty of it and power lays in the fact that you can connect Horseman with, for example, ChatGPT or other external tools. And what it does, it looks if if you know a little bit of JavaScript or you're you're you can actually amend the codes of in the examples that they give you, um, you can basically crawl your website once, um, like you would usually do with Sitebulb, but uh, Horseman at the same time as it's crawling the site can actually take and fill in all the missing meta descriptions, can re. Um, can rewrite your H1 tags, can add your H2 tags, can give you a list of all of the pages where your heading structure isn't um, isn't um, how it should be. So um, it it does a little bit more logic, and it's it, it's most powerful where it connects to external tools. Like I said, my favorite, and this is here just an example um, how we're using um, text. Of the uh, sorry, Horseman to rewrite text of the article to do some um, some summary uh, of the content, <laughs> which is which is which is really great. Um, and after it it runs through your website and does that, you can export all of that to a CSV file. And when you have the CSV file, if your website is on WordPress, you can use WP. Uh, all import plugin, uh, which takes in the CSV file, and then you can just use a drag and drop to match whatever you have in the CSV file um, to the fields in WordPress, and then uploads like hundreds of records. This is this is where we where we um, amended like 322 records in like 
two minutes <laughs> through WP Cycle. all import after running running some prompts with Horseman on the side. So it's it's a great automation. It saves tremendous amount of time, um, and it's actually pretty simple when you, when you get used to Horseman's um, little scripts. It's 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 very simple. Um, okay, but moving on, I also mentioned. Uh, okay, sorry, you you wanted to ask something. I was just gonna say that's the order. Yeah, let's let's move on. Yeah, I mean, there's all this, guys. You can check out all this in the post. So um, there's so much in the post. We're, we're just gonna refer to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Continue on. Absolutely. Let's go. So another thing we we did as the uh, during the auditing stage was uh, Google Search Console review. Um, and we found one of the biggest issues that we you can actually find in Search Console um, under the indexation. If you ever see crawled currently not indexed, and let's say you have one thousand pages on your website or one thousand articles, and then, like in this case, we had like seven hundred fifty-eight pages that were crawled but not indexed by Google. That indicates that Google has a problem with something on your site that is it's not so eager to index the content after it saw it on the site. Now, usually, and this was our observation on this site, this problem has something to do with the site structure. Um, and just, this isn't from any tool. I, I just made it, uh, made a visualization with, um, with, with, with uh, chat GPT. Uh, but to give you an idea, we, on the site, we had, over 500 blog posts and i think they were located under yeah. like five or six categories so i have a visualization here um but you can imagine you have 500 blog posts five categories so it's roughly 100 blog posts per category so google will spend a lot of time to actually get to those individual posts and you can think that you you can you can logically see that um, it's not perfect from like the information architecture standpoint. So what we did, yeah. we introduced like 20 more categories and it really helped with um, spreading out the content on the site and making it more understandable for Google and Google started crawling it much, much better and actually, um, and actually that helped with the indexation and solved our problems with the site structure as well. I guess it's... I guess it's good to point on this um, with a site structure that if you've got five five categories uh, and you've got uh, 500 uh, posts and 100 each category, that you've only got certain amount of uh, crawl budget that you get from Google when they come to your site to crawl it and find your articles and rank things, right? So if you've got one category that's got 100 posts in it, for example, um, and you got five of them, like it may expend a lot of that budget on just one uh, category trying to find what's going on in there when you've got 100 posts. But if you spread them out to multiple ones, then it just makes it so much easier and you spend less crawl budget and you can get Google to look at your site far more effectively without it having a, a huge load on the uh, crawl budget. Is that right, Brad? Yes, that's that's a perfect explanation. Um I, I for this I actually like to use an analogy. So if you imagine you have a big crate of um, let's say um, colorful 
coins, <laughs> right? And each yep. crate is like one ton. So obviously, if someone told you, okay, find me one golden coin in that crate, that would take you probably hours looking through and taking out bit by bit from that crate and you know, looking through all of these crazy colorful m coins to find just one that is golden, right? However, if you took, mm -hmm. I don't know, 30 buckets and each bucket would get a little bit of those coins and you started looking through them and there's a few people looking through them, you would be quite, you would be likely to find them, find that one coin much faster. Um, and this is how Google operates. So the crawl budget, uh, just just to if 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 you guys don't know how to measure it, it's basically time that Google is allowed to spend on the website. The more popular website, the more time Google is allowed or Googlebot is allowed to spend crawling it. Okay, and um, so if. Googlebot runs out of this time, like you said, if it has like that big category to go through, if it runs out, so hits the uh, limit on the crawl budget, it just budget. goes away yeah. uh, and come back yeah. and comes back later this week or later next week, whatever the schedule is for your website. So, but if you make those categories smaller, automatically Google is probably much faster to discover all the block, all the posts within each category. And then it sees that, oh, hang on, there is actually one more category. So it might increase the crawl budget seeing that there is more to see on that website. Because if it, the only thing it sees in the category is pagination and not a blog post and not a blog post, it, you can think about it like it's getting boring for Google bots and it has no reason to try to explore, explore more because it knows, okay, it's just the same old, same old and I'll, I'll, I can discover it. Yeah at the later date. Awesome. Awesome analogy of site structure. So good for people to understand. So yeah, let's move on to that penalty analysis because this is what I really wanted to chat about around these referring domains uh, and why that may have happened or maybe not, but certainly what the reaction was from these referring domains where they, yeah. So let's dive into that. Yeah, for sure. So um we we started working on the site around mid um, mid December last year. We had keywords dropping, traffic dropping. Um, everything was was looking pretty dire. <laughs> uh, and like I said, our initial suspicion was neg SEO attack because we had we saw this huge spike in. Um, in the refer referring domains that drew our attention because it was just so unusual. Um, Let's talk about the negative SEO attack. So that can be where somebody will refer a bunch of spammy links to a site and its pages, which is like explain explain that for us you know and 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 how the site can react from that mm -hmm. so before i start a little disclaimer just so uh, if someone's from google is listening to that um according to <laughs> <laughs> official comments from google representatives john miller and and these folks something like negative seo doesn't exist 
However, practical, practically looking at that, we've seen that happen quite a few times on different websites. So we have an inclination to think that, that Google made might be claiming that something like negative SEO doesn't really work, doesn't exist. However, we think it actually does and it <laughs> and it can affect your website. Now, what it is, it's basically someone or something, automated tools, automated websites are building vast numbers of links towards a domain. And those links might be with the intention to be punitive for, on the site's traffic. That's why it's called negative SEO attack because they're meant to basically derail your SEO strategy and affect your keywords and, and the rankings in a negative way. Um, sometimes it happens that something looks like ne a negative SEO attack because all of a sudden you're getting a lot of referring domains, but it's just an automated system that is maybe, I don't know, collecting your images and then linking to those images to give you credit and to generate traffic for those websites that are showing your images. We've seen that. It does look like a negative SEO attack, but usually doesn't affect your rankings and traffic. So, so, so it's it's not really uh, it's it's not really an attack. It's just a, a coincidence. No, in this case, we definitely dealt with the with with something that for sure looked like a negative SEO attack. Uh, but just um, so so, I've got this here um, and not as another suspicion before we go to negative SEO attack um, our another suspicion was the core algo update because in that same period of time that we were working on the site or while the site started losing traffic there were three pretty big core algo updates and another two also big uh, algorithm updates in Google but these were more related to links so there was um so there was yeah, like the so whole got, mixture yeah, of people, uh, yeah for people listening we've got basically a, um dates of um updates and and the names of those updates and what they were and there's we've got what five of them here listed on our screen um and what were each of those updates were linked to like product reviews core updates october sam update helpful content update link spam update multiple things happened within this period yeah. which was a cluster storm of, of <laughs> yeah. things that had happened. enough said uh, that yeah. the end of 2022 was very active from google's side because in within three yeah. months they released five big algo updates very broad algo updates so this is quite unusual for google we've seen that before but it's it's still not that usual uh, like you said, it was a uh, it was a, a cluster of of updates. Uh, but yeah, back to back to negative SEO um, uh, suspicion. So I've got a screenshot here where I highlighted two updates that were happening in that time that were related to links. Like I said, there was five, mm -hmm. and three of them were broad core algo updates and two were related specifically to links. Now, 
when we looked at the dates and then we looked at the number of links that the website was getting in in November, we started sort of seeing, and I say sort of seeing because when when you're dealing with a penalty, uh, when when you're dealing with an algo penalty, you sometimes are um, you, you sometimes need to basically take into consideration things that don't really appear to be an issue. Okay, so the more we were looking at that date alignment with when the website was losing traffic, the more we started seeing that roughly two weeks after every link-related update from Google, the website was hit. Okay, so that gave us an idea, okay, negative SEO attack. And if we, like I said, combined it with that huge spike in the links, uh, plus we combined that with websites relatively very low domain rating, which is by some considered a good measurement for websites authority, me included, by the way. We started seeing that as a, as a really potentially big culprit of, of the decline. So what we did, we did a full, um, full link review of everything that was uh, that was going towards the website especially in this period of time um, and I've got a list here some of these links you can you can copy or or just check out the websites which we identified they did re look really 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 bad um, I've got an example here so for those of you who who aren't seeing this just just listening we have a page that is definitely with some bad content just pun content with added links it basically just looks like a page full of keywords dodgy links <laughs> yeah um and it doesn't actually make sense no <laughs> not at all uh, and yeah. that and that's linking, and there's multiple ones of these linking to this site that we were working on. Yeah, which obviously Google's like, that's not valuable. That help that drags down the site that we that we were working on, right? Yeah, for sure. You have you have no no reason for this page or this, the whole domain that or, or several domains that look the same. There is no reason for them to exist, and it, it did seem like it was done on purpose or it was built for negative SEO or some really bad type of old school SEO um, link scheme. But um, yeah, it, it does look really, really, really bad. So what we did, we, we, like I said, we identified a lot of these and then we just added them to a disavow file. We disavowed over uh, 400 or exactly 440 domains. Uh, it just, just to emphasize, I'm not personally a big fan of disavowing domains because I've seen it too many times that SEOs were a bit too trigger happy with disavow with disavowing, and they just disavowed too many good domains or domains that were actually providing some sort of value. Google, and by the way, I'm I'm always trying to weigh what Google officially says 
and one of the things they say is that they don't really allow like i said negative seo to happen and they're really good at identifying bad links so there's not much need nowadays for disavowing and i can agree with the part that there is not much need with disavowing because those domains that are so blatantly bad for you google is easy to take care of however the problem appears uh, or arises when you're actually dealing with something that is most likely a negative SEO attack. Like in this case, you have a big spike of really bad domains flowing to your website in a short period of time. Google is just not... A 50% increase in referring domains. <laughs> yeah. And that increases all basically from non-valuable links. That's something to deal with. <laughs> yeah, Google is just physically not able to crawl all of these bad domains to notice them and then to take action to actually disavow them algorithmically on on its own it's just not able to find them all so in this case we we added them to this vow file um, to help it out awesome. now another thing is and that's another screenshot that i have here for those of you who are listening i um, i'm showing google analytics traffic graph for this website with added um, periods or dates when any algo update has happened in that period of time. And this is, I think, you can you can assess that yourself uh, yourselves if you're watching it and, and Jared, you can confirm, but it's pretty clear that every single one of those updates caused some detriment to the traffic of this site. Absolutely. Absolutely. And guys, you can see this on the blog post that we're, we're linking to as well. Yeah. Um, we go through all of these images in the mm -hmm. blog post too. So yeah, you can see that there was a storm of the algo updates and then also the negative SEO attack. So we needed it. We needed to do some work. So should we move on to talking about some of the updates and then into what we did to grow this? Yeah. Yeah. So just quickly, why? So, Core Algo update is a very specific thing that Google that Google rolls out. If you think about it, it's not just an individual thing that happened to your website and you just fix it and fix it and that's it. It's think about it in in the ter in terms of the whole playing field shifting. It's this might be different reasons for that. It might be something like it. The name suggests change at the core of the algorithm. AI got smarter or updated the weights of how it looks at the parameters. But one thing is, is for sure, there's no individual fix. Um, and in fact, you didn't, if you think about it, your site didn't really get penalized per se. It sort of deserved, it sort of got what it deserved based on what changed in the algorithm. So the over quali overall quality of the site um, kind of deserved it. So just to emphasize, it's not any one thing you did or didn't do, it's everything. It's like the whole picture that you should be looking at. So with that in mind... It's the whole site. It's not just one part of the site. It's the whole site. And then how does that site, your site you've got, behave in the environment of the new algorithm or the updated version of the algorithm? So there's multiple things on the site that you that might need changing, right? It's not just like, oh, I just need to change, you know, make sure my content's valuable. It's like, it's a lot of other things yeah. as well that could happen. Precisely. So yeah. 
if that's all of the things that might have happened. Um, so what we did, we went through the auditing that we did once again and just went back to the mundane basics. So we rewrote most of the meta tags. We looked at 404 file um, errors um, and just did overall cleanup. We did content improvements. We looked at FAQ sections, key takeaways. And by the way, speaking of, about content improvements, um, that was just, it's, it's an example of one um, final takeaway from one of the articles on this website. Uh, and I'm just highlighting some really badly written from, from language-wise um, content here. Uh, but my very favorite, very favorite of that is, and I'm going to quote it, um, the sentence says, there is nothing for a lifelong last, so there is no reason to be upset about the replacement. And I think what what I was trying to say, it, it was meant to say that nothing lasts forever, so whatever part, whatever equipment sometimes has to be replaced, yeah. but you can see how bad this content was, obviously, the, the it's all in the screenshots um, on the website. And it's written, written very poorly that multiple, that we highlighted multiple parts in just like three paragraphs, two paragraphs there were written super poorly. Yeah. So updating that. It must have been spun content or something. Um, but yeah. apart from that, like I said, we, we introduced FAQ uh, sections for most of the content um, and obviously added JSON LD structured data to that. Um, we introduced key takeaways for most of the websites at the beginning of the article. I've got a screenshot here from the Daily Mail. All the big guys are now using it, which I think it's it's very user-friendly because if someone lands on the top of the website, they can assess from the key takeaways if this article is something they're looking for or no. Um, yeah. Now, the content tools we used for that was mainly... Um, GPT-4, um, we automated a lot of that, some of it using aforementioned Horseman, um, some of them just through API, some of that through chat GPT. Um, we also looked at people also ask, especially for the uh, FAQ sections. Um, and I'm, I know what you're thinking. You, you might be saying, oh, Rad, but isn't AI content like a little dodgy area from Google now? So no one really knows how Google say, Google say one thing. They say, oh, it doesn't really matter where this content comes from. But no one really knows what is really the thing with it, what's the story. So from our perspective, we usually try to find a good balance between automation and personalization. Um, and I think if you if you think about that from this perspective, it's it's pretty straightforward that that you can use the automation, but make sure there's enough personalization in that. Yeah, make sure it's super valuable, guys. We also Rad, you and I have done a podcast on AI content generation risk. Yes, and it's episode two twenty. Uh, and it's t titled AI content: the good, the bad, the ugly, and how to make it truly valuable. So. That's with you and I, Rad. If you guys want to know more about AI-generated content and how to do it the right way and avoid the risks, then episode 220, check that out. Yeah, that was very, very meaty <laughs> episode. 
It was media and the, the amount of links that we have in the show notes for that on all the different tools and all the different things yeah. is huge. And people, we got some really good uh, reviews from people saying, wow, that was a great podcast episode. And the resources that we had, we have in the show notes there are out of this world valuable. So guys, check mm-hmm. that out. Episode 220. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick up the of pace now because uh, <laughs> because it's actually yeah yeah let's, let's move into so, um, the growth some of the growth things towards we early March we started seeing good um, signals that the penalty is lifting um, we were still losing keywords but traffic went started get we started gaining traffic traffic and it might not initially make sense but if you think about it. Google has already granted us traffic, so the trend reversed. However, why we were losing keywords is because Google was still purging those keywords that it thought were um, were not aligned with either user intent or just just didn't make sense to for this site to rank for. Uh, but that was a really good, really good signal we saw here. Um, what happened though? Um, so like I said, early March, we started seeing some early signs of recovery. Then um, for those of you guys who are just listening to that, uh, there's a term we use internally called bucket of death. Um, and that, that is called that because when you look at the traffic graph on the website, if you suddenly see a big decline and a couple of weeks later, you see that this traffic comes back. It kind of like looks looks like a bucket. That's why we call we call it bucket yeah. of death. Usually, that happens, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you had to fight with a penalty or some devaluation. It sometimes happens naturally around uh, algorithm changes that Google releases. It means that Google is reevaluating your website. So if you're losing traffic for sometimes two, three weeks, and then it comes back usually stronger, then that means that Google sort of took your site down with the new algo, but then re-evaluated the entire website and everything went back. So we had this little scare here from um, end of March until like mid-April. Um, uh, but the graph here, for those of you who don't see that, the graph here looks very, very, very strong after that bucket of death. Uh, moment yeah huge huge growth up and to the right yeah um so for the growth plan like i said we did keyword research content planning link building um, additional monetization and spanish version now i won't go into all of these um just a few notes about the additional monetization if you have a content website obviously that's a great way to monetize the site however this through ads through yeah sorry <laughs> through ads uh i forgot you don't see why it's great uh, some of you might not see why it's great uh yeah so if yeah. you're earning money through ads um from for display ads then obviously that's a great way to monetize the site however sometimes it's difficult to um to optimize it and earn more money with that and um, i just have an example here because you can obviously place more ads on the site but then that example here that i have it looks like there's only like i don't know 30 percent of the screen that is actual content from the website and then everything else are ads so this isn't in fact he's always did a study that you um 
the less ads, mm-hmm. you know, less means more sometimes. Uh, well, quite often actually. Yeah, because conversion uh, is better. User experience, I suppose. Con- better conversions, mm-hmm. better user experience on the site, so the site gets better. And, you know, SEO rankings, all that sort yeah. of stuff. So, yeah, let's talk about what we added in terms of monetization on top of ad revenue. Yeah, uh, just one one thing to add to too many ads on the on the page that can actually lead you to get penalized by Google because Google has this algorithm that detects how many ads there are, and if there's too many, um, it, it might get your site might get penalized. Um, so we recommended Great this point. client, for, um, in particular Amazon Associates, as the easiest program to start working with in terms of the um, additional monetization. Because if you if you're talking about the products, you might as well just include some contextual affiliate links um, and make some additional money with that. Um, for that, our go-to plugin is AAWP. I think it's called something like Amazon Affiliates for WordPress. Um, and this, we have two examples how a product box looks like that you can implement with a very simple one-line um, short code from that plugin. It's very very easy to add products from Amazon, w- whichever you want, and, and add those, um, those nicely looking, very aesthetically pleasing um, product boxes on, on into your content. And it's makes sense. Obviously, you need to remember that if you're going with Amazon Affiliates uh, Associate Program, it's also oversaturated, has relatively low commissions, and it has a pretty short cookie window. So um, there are upsides and downsides of, downsides, downsides, sorry, of this program. I think it's just very easy to implement, and that's the biggest thing for it. So so if you mm. don't, if you only monetize through um, display ads, the 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 way to start making money with that is is very easy, and then you can, um, for example, change it to some other affiliate program. I I have some examples here like Impact or Con- ConvertKit or Share a Sale. The Partnerize these are very popular. Yeah. They have sometimes larger. Uh, um, larger uh, commissions and larger cookie durations yeah Yeah, so you might essentially cool earn more money with these Um, however with amazon it's a quick test so if it starts bringing you some money then you can obviously motivate yourself to to jump ship to something else um and obviously there's plenty of things you can you can implement for additional monetization you can create a newsletter direct ad sales you can you can just um, approach um, some brands and, and offer them ad space on your website directly. You can do lead generation, apps, cross sales, drop shipping, um, and so on and so forth. I mean, I, I don't know what's your, what's your view on this, although I'm guessing uh, similar to mine, <laughs> Jared, that's the more, uh, the more ways to monetize websites, the better, because it just not only gives you more revenue streams, but also um, it's more stable if something happens with your traffic, for example. There's the, I do have caveats to that, um, which is depending on what how much work is involved for the ROI that you actually want as well um, that's involved that's with true. multiple monetizations. Um, but yeah, that's, let's move into the Spanish. Yeah, talking about adding another language in here. Um, 
Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna go through it very quickly. Um, so we decided to create Spanish version of the website because uh, the site was just in English. Um, I mainly used ChatGPT to be my technical assistant because um, I'm a programmer, but I don't program in WordPress um, directly. It has its own caveats, which I don't really like. Um, but ChatGPT was very helpful. Uh, we connected that with DeepL API translation. Um, I've got a, an example code that I used here. Um, and the output when the whole thing was running. Uh, so within, after I built it, and by the way, it's important to men mention that we did that on the site as a proof of concept. So we didn't charge the client anything for additional work that we spent on, on building this whole tool um, or, or connecting it with API or doing the translation. Just we wanted to prove that it's it's going to work essentially. Um, so we did we did um, five hundred ninety um, translate articles translated from English to Spanish within I think like two hours overall. Um, downloaded for Word from WordPress, translated, uploaded back, all published with all the contents. It was it was crazy. Uh, but the crazier thing. For, for me, at least, it was um, something that really surprised me. After just a few days, Google uh, Google actually indexed like 427 of them uh, out of 590, which was cool. which is a very fast indexing. Uh, something you don't really see that often. So must have must must mean that all of the change the changes that we did on the site uh, were in Google's favor. It's just a uh, I've got a screenshot here. Um, so since we put this Spanish version live uh, within three months, roughly, I think, uh, rough, I think roughly three months. So from April to July, it got uh, over five thousand clicks, two hundred and nine thousand impressions. So yeah, the Huge. API translation was like hundred bucks or something. Um, <laughs> I think it it paid back uh, double so far, so it maybe not have not generated yeah. that much traffic. But if you if you're watching this or if you if you have a look at the article later, you'll see that it's on the constant rise. So I think this traffic will pick up more um, over the next few months. Um, For sure. So it's great, yeah. And just a summary. So obviously, speaking of the results, we did the recovery. We got the recovery. Year over year, sessions and users were up 55%. So that's great. That is looking at the nice. period of time, April to end of June, because in all this yeah. battle with uh, with penalty, we actually forget forgot yeah. that uh, Google Analytics, uh, Universal Analytics, sorry, was retiring. Uh, so exactly. yeah, we looked at uh, April until end of June, uh, and I've got some screenshots for that here, obviously. Um, so that was 55% increase overall. Um, in sessions, 57% in users. But then if we add it on top of that, the next period, so from July to August, we still had like 10%, uh, sorry, 9% increase month over month. So that is just to show that 
um, that year on year continued to grow um, after that period when when Universal Analytics was retired. Yeah. Uh, oh, and sorry, revenue numbers. So you remember how I said uh, in January we hit rock bottom $669 since then? Because obviously in February. Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say in January, obviously we were a month in uh, uh, of our work, but this wasn't enough for Google to actually in, uh, index anything. So our work hasn't been seen on the site yet. Uh, but just in February... It's gone up March. It was already one 1.5K. April, almost 3K. And then in May, we hit um, 373% increase. And we go, we've gone up to over $3,100. So that was pretty good. I think after May, since due to seasonality, um, display ads... Um, Commission has changed slightly, dropped down. Um, uh, so we went down with traffic, but then in July we also started um, hitting this sweet affiliate revenue number. So that's yeah. just adding up. Uh, and um, just comparing to the lowest month, we still had like two hundred sixty-two percent increase in revenue. So I think that's pretty good wow. myself. Yeah, two hundred sixty-two percent increase in revenue is massive. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's Absolutely. that's all for the presentation. <laughs> for those of you who are watching here, uh, I've got a representation of AI imagining my <laughs> my avatar. It looks kind of like like <laughs> The Witcher. So obviously, we can see. It does you do look like The Witcher in that image there? Yeah, yeah, we can we can see that AI isn't really based in reality that much. <laughs> But yeah, thanks for <laughs> for for this. That was the the presentation. So yeah, thanks, Rad. That's so cool to see uh, how much work went into this, and the client is stoked and over the moon um, with the results. And the business is going to just continue to grow because it's it's built now to withstand some serious changes and. He's just continuing to stay with us because the results are awesome, right? And the reason I want to record this is so you guys go away and check out this post, right? I'm going to link to it. It's going to be the probably the first link in the show notes. Go away, check out this article. There's so much of what we talked about in it step-by-step step that you can do for yourself. Uh, and if you don't want it, totally fine. Um, we can help you with it as well and... That's why we set this up. That's why we set this service up. Uh, we had been working on our client sites, helping people buy sites for many years. And for the last sort of almost 10 months now, Rad, you, you and I and the team have been working behind the scenes, working on people's sites and growing them. Before we launched our SEO service, we decided to um, tech proof and get tester proof and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, we've got we've got some really good case studies, uh, and this is one of them. So that's why we launched it, and now people don't need to fuss rad on. All right, if I buy a site, what do I do with it then? Next, well, hmm. you can check out some of our content and our case studies. That'll help you grow it if you want to grow it yourself, or give it to us. We can grow it for you. Yep, precisely, exactly. Absolutely. Um, anything else that you wanted to mention before we wrap this one up, rad? 
Um, I think a word of advice, if you are hit with algo penalty, don't panic. It happens. It happens. I've, I've seen that happen to some really good websites, even though quite often there is something, some things, there are some things you can focus on, but um, overall I've seen that happen to pretty good websites that requires a bit more creative approach to trying to um, lift that. One big downside of a Coralgo update is it sometimes doesn't release your traffic when you fixed all of these things even. Sometimes you have to wait to the next or even one other um, algo update um, to see results. So don't panic. Be patient. I know it hurts. It usually hits your revenue numbers, hits your traffic. So through that, your revenue numbers. But uh, but but I think most of the websites are recoverable. Really good point. Really good point. Because a lot of people listening are like, I want to buy a, a, a content site, uh, but I'm worried about like if it gets hit by an algorithm update. Well, if it gets hit by an algorithm update, you can fix it. You know, um, you can spend some of the resources that you're making from the business per month to go back into getting help to fix it. Or, um, you know, you can you can fix it yourself with a lot of what we talked about here. And it can be difficult. It can be tricky. There is a, it's not a local approach. If I fix this one thing in my site, the rest, it'll unlock the rest and it, it will, you know, Google will release my traffic. It is a global approach of multiple things. Hence why it's smart to have uh, an SEO help you with it. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we do. And you can, you can, can recover from these yourself. And I've helped people and seen people do it themselves. Uh, and if not, then don't freak, don't freak when you're buying a business, a content site that if it get hits by an algorithm update, it's going to go to zero. It's, I've never really seen that happen ever, a site go to zero unless somebody, has the site and it gets hit by an update and they give up on it. Mm. That's when it goes to zero. Yeah, but if, you, if you're if you active and you go, oh, I'm going to do some things to change it, most of the time these are recoverable, right? Yeah, absolutely. Brad? Think about it from a bigger picture perspective. Um, and then I, I know it sounds like a waffle that doesn't really mean anything, but Google looks at the overall quality of the website. So if you unpack that what overall quality means it's all of the small things all of the big things user experience you know your content quality your information architecture site structure and all of that so mm. yeah it's sometimes it is tough but like you said it's it's a good point i've, I've never seen um i've never seen the site hit like absolute zero un unless it was doing something really really deeply black hat <laughs> but it it <laughs> i i'm i'm sure especially people who work with you on due diligence or or use your framework you're not going to buy a site like that because uh, it will reveal right. in in due diligence so um so you don't have to worry about it Awesome, Rad. Thanks for coming on again. Guys, check out more podcasts that I've done with Rad. We've done quite a few now. Episode 220 in particular when we talked about AI-generated content. Um, and reach out to us whenever you guys need. Yep. Okay. Thank you very much. Take care, guys. 
Hey YouTube watcher, if you thought that video was good, you should check out this video here on the two best types of websites beginners should buy. Or check out my playlist on how I made my first 100K from buying websites and how to do due diligence. Check it out, it's an awesome playlist. You'll enjoy it.